I'd just like to say that I count it a real privilege to be part of the Brotherhood at the Peak Congregation. I believe you all really reach out to one another and people in the community, and I want to commend you for that. As an introduction to the message this morning, I would invite you to Psalm chapter 37, verse 23 for a text. Psalm chapter 37, verse 23. And I'm convinced this morning that there's no one here who believes that they can navigate life's journey by their own wisdom and initiative. What do we have here in God's good word? Psalm 37, verse 23, the Bible reads this way. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Brothers and sisters, individual steps are part of the journey of life. Individual steps are directional. Individual steps are leading us to our eternal destiny. Individual steps are oh so important. In this text, we see at least four things. Number one, we see surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Secondly, we see submission to his leading. Third, we see trust in his guidance because we know the Lord Jesus has our best interests at heart. We know that. We trust him. And because of that, fourthly, blessings come from obedience. And I will admit that as I prepared this message, it was especially to be an encouragement to Kevin and Rachel and their family. But brothers and sisters, we all are on a spiritual journey. And this message is for you as well. As we think about the individual steps of our journey, I was reminded of a song in the Zion's Praises that I would like us to sing, and I've talked to Mel beforehand, and asked him if he would lead us in the song num um, numbers 562 in the Zion's Praises, Each Step I Take. We're thinking about individual steps and how important they are. Brother Mel, would you come forward and lead us? And I would just encourage the congregation to stand as we sing this song. Yeah, but... 
As you think about that song, I hope that you reflect God's faithful leading in your life to this point. And also, it's my desire that we, <clears throat> we reflect on the accumulated blessings that we have in Christ Jesus. Each step I take. I'd like to consider an Old Testament character this morning who God graciously led along his pathway throughout his life. That's a character of Abraham. And even, even when Abraham couldn't clearly see all the way to the destination, he trusted God for the journey. Brothers and sisters, I hope that's what you're doing. We can't see all the way. There's things that it's probably good that God hasn't told us everything that's coming. We can't see all the way to the destination, but God, by God's grace, let's trust him for the journey. The first verses I'd like to look at is in Genesis chapter 12. <clears throat> Three points in the message this morning. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 4 and then verses 6 to 8. I'd like to call the first point, walking with Jesus requires submission. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 4, A. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So what did Abram do? Verse 4, So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. Walking with Jesus requires submission. Prior to the obedience that we see there in verse 4, Abraham needed to do something. He needed to surrender his will. Before God can lead Abraham, before God can lead you and me, there is a prerequisite that's imperative, and that's brokenness. We must be broken for God to lead. You know what God asked of Abram, or Abraham, Abram at that point? What God asked him seemed illogical. It didn't make sense. Leave home, leave everything familiar. In essence, God had said, if you are obedient to my request, I will not only bless you and your family, but all the nations, all the families of the earth will be blessed. What a blessing God gave that to him. And as I, we think about the song, each step I take, and the individual steps, don't want to make you feel too uncomfortable, Kevin and Rachel, but I couldn't help but think of a couple of the steps along your pathway, along your journey. 
Kevin was born in New York, December 1979. Rachel was born in Pennsylvania in August of 1976. But the most important step that they took was their conversion and when they accepted Jesus Christ as a personal savior, Kevin accepted the Lord November 1992. Rachel accepted the Lord in October 1989. We're talking about individual steps, each step I take. They're so important. I didn't know much about how God led them together, but it's my understanding that Kevin and Rachel met at a youth rally in Southern Virginia, and I guess the rest is history. They were married March 15, 2003. <coughs> As we think about this, what God had asked Abram to do, get thee out of this country. It, if you will allow me, I'd like to paraphrase that. Now the Lord God spoke through the mission committee and said, Kevin and Rachel, get thee out of thy community in Virginia and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Walking with Jesus requires submission. And brothers and sisters, I think submission is one of the greatest identifying marks of a true Christian. And then Kevin's responded to that call, and they invested five years in their lives in Puerto Rico. I couldn't help but think about the instruction class here. Brother Dave, you taught the instruction class this morning. That's a blessing. I don't know that I'm very good at it, but I enjoy teaching the instruction class. These new Christians that have accepted the Lord and started their walk of faith, what a blessing. And I want to commend you, uh, those of you that have accepted the Lord, thinking of Hannah Heatwell, Whitney Miller, Taylor Campbell, sorry, Caden Summers, and Austin Smith. What a blessing to see these young Christians that accepted the Lord and starting in the faith. We want to do all we can to encourage them. And what a blessing. And they are a blessing to us as well. I think maybe we have time. They started out this walk and we did too. Let's sing, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Walking with Jesus requires submission. But oh, the joy, 
we surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Second point of the message, I invite you to another passage as we think about Abram and his steps. Let's look at Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 to 5. Very familiar. You know these passages well. <coughs> and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and he saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes, and he saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto the young men, Abide ye here with the ass, I and the lad. We will go yonder and worship, and we will come again to you. <clears throat> the Bible says here that God tempted Abram or Abraham. The Bible also tells us in another place, God does not tempt anyone. Maybe a better translation would be God tested. And I think other versions says God tested Abraham. This was a test that came to Abraham. You know, there's many in our world who have accepted Jesus as their Savior, but they have rejected him as their Lord. And I will submit to you, if I rebel, if I reject God's leading in my life, neither is he my Savior. Walking with Jesus requires obedience. Second point of the message. Walking with Jesus requires obedience. Thinking about being obedient. Romans chapter 6 verse 16 from the NIV reads this way. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. You know, the Bible says no man can serve two masters, for either he will love the one and hate the other, or he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. There's only one master, and this passage in Romans, it's one or the other. Which is it? So, brothers and sisters, the question remains, who is my master? Who is Lord of my life. And often some of the lesser tests in life are preparing us for something greater. Does Jesus continue to reign supreme? <clears throat> if y'all would allow me to paraphrase Genesis 22, 1 and 2 once again. <clears throat> and it came to pass on December the 4th, 2022, that God did test Kevin and Rachel again. And God said, take now your will and your life that you love and lay them on the altar of sacrifice that I will tell you of. And for a week, Kevin and Rachel, you had heart-wrenching questions rolling through your mind. 
I don't know. I didn't ask Kevin and Rachel what they struggled with or what was going through their minds, but I can kind of guess. Does Jesus continue to reign supreme? Is there any divided loyalty in my heart? Does Jesus still have the prerogative? <clears throat> I got lost in my notes. I'll find it shortly. At least I hope. Does Jesus still have the prerogative to, to direct our lives and that of our family? And please, I'm, I don't want to make Kevin and Rachel feel uncomfortable this morning, but this sermon is not only for them, it's for us. All of us, we've gone through difficult things, but maybe it's preparing us for something greater. How about you? And for Kevin and Rachel, it wasn't an easy decision that they faced on December the 4th. But a week later, they answered that question. And it reminds me of a song. And the chorus goes like this. I'll say, yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I will say, yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. When the Spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart, I'll agree. And my answer will be yes. Lord, yes. Many of you in the audience today, you may be facing situations and problems that are much larger than you are. Will you trust a God whose track record is perfect? Or will you go it alone and suffer the consequences? I submit to you that Walking with Jesus requires obedience. Third point of the message, Genesis chapter 24, verse 1. And Abraham was old and well stricken in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in a few of the things in his life. I'm glad you're paying attention. That's not what it says. And Abram was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Third point of the message, walking with Jesus brings many blessings. Abraham lived approximately 75 years after the miracle provision of his son Isaac. God had blessed Abraham tremendously throughout his life. But I'm blessed because Abraham was not content that only he would receive the blessings from the Lord. He desired that God's blessings would continue to flow to his descendants. And brothers and sisters, notice the beautiful trickle-down effect that was evident in Abraham's life. Notice the surrender. Notice the submission. Notice the obe obedience. And then notice the many blessings. And brothers and sisters, it's in that order for you and me too. In verse 4, let's go into my country and get a wife for my son Isaac. And you know how Eliezer obeyed his master and he did as he was directed. <coughs> he went to find a wife for Isaac. And you know how Rebecca came on board and how he came back with Rebecca. We're talking about individual steps, each step I take, individual steps. And of that union, 
Jacob was born. Isaac and Rebekah had a son named Jacob. Later on, Jacob was renamed, renamed Israel, from whom came the children of Israel. King David came from this line. And later, down through the centuries, Jesus Christ came from this line. Jesus was the one who gave his life a ransom for many. And I ask you, was God able to follow through on the promises to Abraham when he said, and in these shall all the families of the earth be blessed? Was God able to follow through on what he said he was going to do initially? I submit to you that the blessings of the blood of Jesus still flows down through the ages, even to 2023. God said he would bless Abraham, and not only him, but his family, and not only them, but the families of the whole earth. And that is a promise that is still in effect today. The blood of Jesus cleansed, he's able to bless even yet today, and I say praise his holy name. You know, there's many other godly characteristics about Abram or Abraham we could have looked at this morning, and we really don't have the time. I'm running out of time. But we could have looked at how Abraham valued peace over possessions. You can look in Genesis chapter 13. You know how the herdsmen were bickering and arguing and upset with each other. And you know how Abraham valued peace over possessions. And he gave Lot and said, well, you make your choice and I'll go the other way. We could have also looked how Abraham's had hosp he was hospitable to strangers in Genesis 18. We could have also considered of how Abraham valued family over fortune in Genesis 18:19. We can also could have considered Abraham and how he focused on the eternal rather than the temporal. I don't have it in front of me, but Abraham looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He was looking for something better. Brothers and sisters, I hope we are. As we think about the condition of our world today, I don't think we should despair. We should trust God. But there's something so much better coming. I hope our focus is not here, but it's eternal. Are you looking for a city which hath foundation, whose builder and maker is God? I hope we are. God is still looking for those who are willing to surrender, willing to submit, willing to obey. And if you're willing to keep up your end of the bargain and the covenant, God is more than able to fulfill his commitment to you. And I submit to you that God will more than compensate any loss or sacrifice on your part. How do we know that? Well, look in Scripture. What did Abraham, Adam give up? Adam sacrificed one rib. What did he get? He got a wife. Pretty good trade, wouldn't you say? Abraham sacrificed an only, only son to become the father of many nations. Jesus came from the lineage of Abraham. Jesus sacrificed his blood and life for what? To receive a bride. 
I submit to you, walking with Jesus brings many blessings. In conclusion, each step I take is tremendously important. Not only to Kevin and Rachel, but to each of us, if we want to experience the blessings of God, we must first meet the requirements. What are those requirements? Surrender, submission, and obedience in that order. To the Peak Congregation, may God direct our individual steps as we walk the path He has ordained for us for such a time as this. May God bless your journey into His eternal presence. May God bless each of you and shall we have a song.